Listeners and welcome to another edition of Testify here on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses and I'm so grateful to be here with you once again this evening over the airwaves. Yeah, and uh, it's been a week and I hope that your week has been blessed um, and that it's been full of adventure and even if it wasn't and there were some trials and tribulations, I trust that God has carried you through and that you are able to see the miracles of God unfold in your life very soon, if it hasn't as yet. And so this evening, um, I um, yeah, want to celebrate Mother's. Yesterday was Mother's Day and we are in the middle of May already. And um, I thought, no, it's time that we really do need to honor mothers. Um, and not let this day go by, um, you know, uncelebrated or, or, or unacknowledged. And so that is going to be my focus for this evening's program. And for the next two weeks or so, I am um, lining up some interesting uh, individuals to interview, to share their testimony uh, based on the influence of their mothers in their life and uh, Hopefully even have their mothers join them also to share the testimony of uh, what they'd gone through with their children and the joys of and sorrows because it's both of raising children. But today I'd like to dedicate this program to mothers, mothers in all its form, whether it is birth mothers, grandmothers, single moms, um, married women, um, surrogate mothers, I know a few of those too, some women that don't have children but are very motherly in their spirit um, and just those that have the heart to understand what it means to be a mother and to serve others in that way. And so I start off this evening in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father God, I thank you so much for the gift of motherhood. Thank you, Lord, that you have made mothers in all shapes and sizes, of all kinds of personalities, in all kinds of looks um, and your sense of being, Father. And yes, Lord, you know the mother that you've chosen for every child. And in that context, Lord, it was your divine intervention. Thank you, Lord, for what it means to be able to stand in the gap for our children. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, also for blessing our mothers, Lord. Those that are listening here this evening, those in the extended families, and just those that will even be listening via podcasts in the future. And for those, Lord, that have their mothers still with them, may they truly begin to recognize the, the continued value that they, their mothers add in their life. And um, so, Lord, through this program and this reflection, I ask for your blessing to just spread over um, the, 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 the mothers, Father God, uh, in terms of honoring and praising them. Protect them and bless them. Amen. And so, I'm going to start off this evening by looking at some of the characters in the Bible. And I think for me, the first one... Um, 
that I go to directly is Hannah. Um, most of us know Hannah's story, but even if you don't, I'm going to give a summary. Hannah was a, Hannah was a barren woman and she desperately desired to have a child. And in actual fact, she was mocked and she was probed and she was provoked by Panina, who kept on pointing finger at her that she was barren and that her womb was empty. It, she, Panina was a rival and she continued to provoke Hannah. And this caused such a desperation in Hannah's heart um, for wanting to bear a child. And as it is in the Bible, one of the um, biggest blessings that can be bestowed upon a woman is that she is able to carry a child. That she is able to carry a child in a womb and birth a child. That is what a woman's body is designed for. That is what a woman is meant to do. So just like Sarah, here we had Hannah as well. But the differences is in the story that unlike Sarah before her, Hannah turns to God instead of turning against Penina, whereas Sarah turned against Hagar and unfortunately did not do right by her after asking her to be a son for her husband Abraham. But here we have Hannah, and she is desperate to have a child. And so she goes before the Lord. And let's listen then to the simple prayer. But it's a prayer of suffering, of a woman longing for an open womb. And so we refer to 1 Samuel 1 verse 11. It's Hannah's prayer. O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. And so most of us know the story. The Lord heard Hannah's prayer and, and gave her a son. And her son, as she had said, she handed him over um, to the temple after weaning him off. So her son was Samuel and he was established in order to, to um, activate the lineage of Israel. So here we have it. She's before the Lord. She's praying. She's praying for a womb to be open to be a son. And Jesus grants her cry. So I want to ask you this evening, dear mothers that are listening, what are you crying for before the Lord for your child? Maybe you are crying for an open womb, for something, a way to open. Yes, in this context, it's an open womb to be able to carry a child. And so this evening, I want to, want to give you the hope that God is listening to you. That God knows your heart and he's heard your cry. 1 Samuel 1 verse 7 to 10 says, or so, 7 and 10, Hannah wept and she could not eat. She was deeply distressed. Yes, deeply distressed because she so desperately wanted to have a child. But who of you this evening, dear mothers, are deeply distressed for your child? A child that you have born. A child that is wayward, a child that is no longer living a godly life, a child that is potentially caught in drugs when gangsterism or alcoholism or is caught up in depression. Who of you this evening is deeply distressed and weeping for your child? I want to say to you, God is with you, that God hears you. He's heard your bitter cries. We don't hear much more of Hannah as the story continues after she hands him over to the temple. But you can be assured that in her tears, God, or through her tears, God was able to still raise up mighty generations. So I'd like to, to keep or to encourage you, dear mother, that's crying for your child, that God hears you and that that pains that you have to go through in your pregnancy and through childbirth 
Yes, it didn't just stay there. Those pains we carry, that labor pains, that childbirth pains, pregnancy pains, we carry with us throughout our lives as mothers because that's the kind of pains we always will be willing to endure for our children. That anguish, but that anguish needs to continue to lead us to the Lord in prayer. And that is where we need to stay, on our knees. And to know that it will not be for vain, in vain. You have seen it done in your life before, dear listener. I know you have. And I want to encourage you that God will do it again. He will not leave you in distress. He will not leave your child in distress. Because of your cries to him. Because of your prayers. And at this point, I want to play a song and possibly follow on with a second one. This evening, all our songs are going to be linked to Mother's Day. And so the first one is A Mother's Love by Gina Hill, followed by a song um, that's also about mom. And that one is A Mother Like You by East Side Christian Church.
Welcome back to listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses and this evening I am doing a reflection on mothers. Yes, in celebration of Mother's Day that was yesterday. And I started off the conversation this evening uh, with a reflection on Hannah and Hannah's desperate cry to the Lord to open her womb to grant her the son and also um, the fact that she had said to God that she will give him back to God. Um, and I was asking just who of you this evening are crying out in desperation for your children, for your womb to be open or for the situation that you are facing that's a closed door to be opened or that you're crying for your child's life to be turned around. And so Hannah's story continues. And just as God had blessed her with the open womb, he also blessed her with a son, specifically what she'd asked for. And it's through granting her her exact wish that God also blessed her son. And so also my prayer for you this evening, dear listener, is that God may be pleased to do the same for your children, your son, your daughter, your grandchildren, your um, wards. Because as a mother, you don't only bear the children, but you also look after extended children. I know many, many moms that do that. I did it for many years as well. Um, Rodney and I fostered two boys for a while. Um, we've looked after um, extended families, kids that's lived with us, family and friends, kids. So it never only stopped by our own children. And often that's what happens, is that mothers have the capacity to love, to love beyond just 
their natural offspring. But the one thing that Hannah did was to surrender. So surrendering not only herself in order um, in offering a womb, but surrendering the fact that whatever God blessed her with, that if God blessed her with that son, that she would surrender the son as well to be able to work in the kingdom of God and to continue to bless the kingdom of God. And you know what, mothers? Our praise can shake the world. Our praise can truly evoke miraculous intercessions like that. And this is sometimes, I think, you know, what we, we think we don't have the power. We shy away from our own ability to connect in the Spirit with the Lord. And this evening, dear listener, I want to encourage you that might be feeling distressed, that might be feeling in despair and saying, well, the Lord hasn't heard me. Or the fact is maybe you have just disconnected yourself from the Lord for whatever reason that may be. I want to encourage you this evening to go back before the Lord, to come, go back into his presence. Your praise can shake the world. Your praise can shake your world. Your praise can shake the world of your children who you are pleading before the Lord for, for your marriage, for your community. And so be encouraged once again this evening, dear, dear listener, and especially dear mothers, to go before the Lord and continue to pray. Because just like Hannah here, we, or Hannah's story, we can see that her prayers reaches far beyond the four walls of her own home. Consider her final words, which offer a fitting ending to a massive prayer. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the end of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the power of his anointed. This is from 1 Samuel 2 verse 10. Her final words. It's a massive prayer. It's a prayer beyond just her own house, beyond just her personal need to bear a child. It is actually putting it there, putting it out there before the Lord to say, I know that I will do my best to be able to raise a child to that extent. And she surrenders him still. But even though she surrenders him to the temple, she doesn't stop praying for him. But the prayers start in the womb or, or even before conception because Samuel was not conceived yet at that point. But that, that is what she blesses over him. And so it's an encouragement for us to continue to pray whether we are carrying children or not or have carried children or not or if you're you know, daughter-in-law or daughter is pregnant at the moment to, to continue to pray for those children in the womb and pray into their future because that is the power of a praying woman. And another thing about a praying woman, as I started off the conversation this evening, is that a praying woman or a woman of this kind, a strong mother, someone that stands in the gap for children, does not look a certain way, does not come from a certain culture, um, you know, does not have a certain social status. We all have the power. We all have the ability to intercede in the spirit for others. And that is what is important. She's not... We not necessarily, Anna wasn't necessarily a well put together woman. I mean, um, um, she gets questioned in the temple to ask what she's doing there. So, you know, we might find ourselves in challenging situations to justify why we are so intently praying for 
our children or the children in the community. Even the work that I do, whether it's my colleagues at work or whether it is our beneficiaries, I make sure that I cover them in prayer because some of them have grown up without mothers. Some of them have had mothers that have not been good examples. Some of them have disappointed their mothers and carry that guilt and shame and don't know how to reach out and go back to their mothers. And so we have to continue to pray beyond our four walls. Yes, it starts in the house first. It starts with your family first. But it's about praying beyond those walls into the community outside, but also spiritually into the future. And may you be encouraged to do that for every single child that is within your sphere of influence. It doesn't matter what your social status, where you work, which church you go to, where you find yourself. May you be encouraged to do that. Many a child has been saved because surrogate mothers have stepped in. Many a child's soul has been saved because someone has been able to show them what motherly love is meant to look like and not necessarily the kind of destructive love that they might have grown up with. But then again, dear listener, I also want to pray to you as the mother that might have shown that destructive kind of love. I want to say to you that God's grace is sufficient for you. I can identify with some of that. I was a teenage mom. I was 17 years old when I had my first child already. And I know at that time I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know how to be. Um, I wasn't even sure who I was yet. Never, me, never mind how to be a mom. But I'm thankful for a community of mothers I had around me. My mom, my grandmother, my aunts, even my girlfriends that supported me. Not being moms themselves, but supporting me. My boyfriend's mom at the time, boyfriend at the time's mom, um, my, my, my daughter's grandmother and her um her aunts also, her father's sisters, all rallied around me and that made it so much easier. So even if you as a mom have made mistakes, you have got to forgive yourself. You have got to choose to turn your life around and do what is best for your children. I was in the same space. Yes, I had my daughter, but for a long while, I was actually quite wayward in my lifestyle, in my life choices, in what I chose to do. But it was through the conviction of the Holy Spirit that I realized that God has called me into position to be a gift to that child, to be able to show that child the way, a, a different life to what I had led and that I maybe felt grieved by or aggrieved by in what I didn't receive from my mom at the time. And I had to make a conscious choice to turn my life around in the best interest of my daughter. So this evening, dear mother, I'm not speaking to you from a high and mighty place. I'm speaking to you from a humble place. Because I found myself in that situation where my lifestyle was not a good example for my daughter. But I had to make a decision to turn my life around. And so can you this evening. You have to make a choice. You have to forgive yourself. And you need to choose to live differently. And make better decisions every day that places your children before yourself. That's the kind of sacrifice that it requires to be a mother. So while you're pondering on that, I'm going to play the next song, which is called Mother by Michael Bublé. 
never took some time, you never needed praise. You would work your hands to the bone. You would work your hands to the bone. You always made the time, you got me on my way. You would work your hands to the bone. Just to turn our house to a home. Different kind of hero with a different kind of strength. Another word for savior and another word for saint. Mother, a fighter and a lover, always there by my side no matter what I'm going through. There's no other. Place where we take cover, and I know everybody's saying they got the best one. That ain't true, 'cause I do. I know I made it tough. I know I caused you pain. You loved me like the angel I'm not, but you still held me down like. There's nothing I could do. There's nothing I could say. The words can float away through the years, so I wrote 'em down for you here. The person that I turn to and the person that I trust. Voice inside my head when I think I'm giving up. Mother. There's no other place where we take cover, and I know everybody's saying they got the best one. That ain't true, 'cause I do. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. So uh, this evening we are reflecting on motherhood, and I have been um, just discussing the power of a praying mother, and I'm um, reflecting on the story of Hannah and how her prayers opened her womb. Her prayers before the Lord opened her womb. That is the power that we have in seeking God's blessing and pleading before the Lord. And so, looking at Hannah um, and her surrendering, because in her prayer she surrendered also to the Lord, because she said, "Whatever gift God gives her in terms of, you know, in terms of the son that she was requesting, that she would offer it back to the Lord." And that is truly what it means to be a mother. It's not about us just having the child for ourselves, um, you know, to be prancing around. If anything, a mother's job is to pray for children. While many at times they don't have the words, the understanding, or even the insight to pray for themselves, because we stand in the gap. We stand in the gap to pray for the salvation of our children. We stand in the gap to pray for their gifts. We stand in the gap to pray for their lives, um, because we know that we've got no control over that, but we can influence it. And we, through what we do, through our actions, through our kids observing that, but also because we can intercede in the spirit to pray for our children. And yes, we do a lot to serve them. In this world, serve them and serve their needs um, by putting food on the table, by making sure that they're clean, by being with them when they are ill, and uh, uh, um, you know, staying by their bedside and so on. But most of all, the highest calling in terms of being a mother 
is to pray for our children. You know, um, the thing about being a mother, though, is that it is bittersweet. We never know how our children will end up, even with all those influences. As I said um, before the song, or in the second segment, you know, me being a teenage mom, um, I didn't have a clue. I was still growing up myself and needing to raise a child. And in my conversations with my daughter, my eldest daughter, who now happens to be 33 this year, um, you know, I often say to her, or even apologize to her, I have to say that I know I wasn't a good mom in the early, earlier years of her life because I was extremely wayward and uh, my lifestyle was not exemplary. But she would look at me and say, but mom, that's not how I remember it. She can't remember me showing up that way. She can remember the good times. Thank the Lord for that. Yes, <laughs> there are things that I, I've done and, and choices that I made. Um, but in her heart and in her mind, me being present, me being for her, me praying for her and with her um, and teaching her certain things and spending time with her was much more important than actually the things that I thought I had done wrong. And thank the Lord for that. But sometimes, you know, there are things that we did and there was th things I did that hurt her. But thank the Lord for His grace in my life and in her life. And I hope, you, dear listener, if you find yourself in this, that space this evening, that you can questioning your own motherly skills, questioning your own motherly ability, questioning, you know, whether you you are doing or whether you did right by this child or not, that you will find peace, a peace that only God can give you in that situation, in your heart, in your understanding, in your consciousness, in your spirit. But yes, as I said, there are many times when we do all the right things and our kids still turn out wayward. Our kids still turn out making the wrong decisions. And that is even more so the time when we have to come before the Lord to seek His guidance, to seek His grace. I have over the last couple of months interviewed many young men specifically that have been caught in addictions, gangsterism, you know, committed murder, some kinds of heinous crimes and so forth. But the one thing they would always say is, I, I, I know I am here today because of my mother's prayers, because my mother refused to give up. We've got some a similar situation in our own family at the moment, you know. And yes, we can look at the mother from the outside and judge her for still standing by a child. How can you even still be on his side? How can you put the plate of food out? How can you say he can come in the house and come and shower or clean himself up and then just he goes back on the street again or he goes back to his drugging um, and so forth? But I don't think anyone will ever be able to understand unless they are in that situation themselves and having to see that offspring that they have birthed um, make poor decisions. But we know we cannot control the decisions of our children and so we need to surrender them to the Lord. And if we look at what Proverbs 31 verse 25 to 26 says, she is clothed, clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future when she speaks her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. So yes, dear mother, we aren't sure that even though we ourselves might be clothed in strength and dignity and offer and sacrifice our lives and ourselves for our children, we do not know what the future holds over their lives because it is dependent on the decisions that they make. But we continue to speak wise words over them. We continue to give them instruction. We continue to treat them with love and kindness. 
yes our boundaries might have to become stronger tighter deeper to prevent the hurt that your kids might be causing in your family to prevent any further destruction or damage by their life choices and that is hard that is so hard and i say that because i know i say that because i can identify with it not that my own child went wayward in that way um but we've got children in our family that is and i can see the hurt my brother was like that for a while in his life and i could see what it did it broke my heart Charlie and I raised to foster all. We had the privilege, we didn't raise them, we had the privilege of looking after two boys in their teens as well. We became their custodians. And we could see some of their life choices that they made and were making regardless of our instruction, regardless of the love we poured out on them. And it hurt. And it creates discord. And that means that your prayers have to become more intentional. You've got to seek the wisdom of the Lord. You have to seek God's counsel. So often we go to the counsel of man. We go and seek the advice of our peers or of the law or whatever. But we've got to go before the Lord. And continue to stay on our knees. This next song I'm going to play is a South African song or artists um, and it is in Afrikaans but it is so beautifully expresses this young man's choices and how it caused agony to his mother and the song is dedicated to her for what she's, she did and this, song's, this song is called Mummy by Jamie Bartis Monics and Melody Five. So you're and say to less that likes it at me, oh, Ik zo zetten kijk naar Ik hoop dat zij voor mij ooit kan vergeven Was ook mania in mijn lied Te veel nachten skalt ik Was my master. 
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm celebrating Mother's Day. Um, I'm just just praying, um, speaking into the motherly heart that might be struggling this evening with the children. I just feel that that's what God's laid on my heart. To celebrate moms, yes, but also to continue to encourage you to not give up in terms of praying for your children and standing in the gap. So it is one way of celebrating moms, but at the same time, my aim is to encourage you, mother, that might be sitting with that way or, or dealing with that wayward child at the moment, dealing with some of the stresses in life, not being able to put food on the table necessarily, um, looking for a job, um, being in a relationship that's not healthy um, and needing to make some choices, but that you are encouraged to continue to seek the guidance of our Heavenly Father and the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So looking again at Proverbs 31, verse 25 to 26, I'm going to read it again. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. So I want to just go to that first um, line of strength. She's clothed with strength and dignity. We need to understand where we get our strength from. Often I think we go to all sorts of things in this world that are carnal to seek our strength there. Or we think we can only do it on our own strength and try to get through a situation by ourselves and thinking that we can control it. Be encouraged, dear mother, this evening that you need to know the source of your strength. I can do all things through God. Yes, through and with God that strengthens me. And that portrays the dignity that you carry. The dignity because you know that you are a child of God and you can hold your head up high. You can laugh without fear of the future because you know God is in control of the future not you. So whatever the future might hold, you do not have to fear it because God has got you. God has got your children. And when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. Yes, it also says that as parents, we mustn't do things to antagonize our children so that they end up hating us. So when we give instruction, let's make sure that that instruction is given in love but that we make sure also that the boundaries are firm because sometimes we can spoil our children and end up, you know, actually doing them a disservice. But this evening also, I want to speak to you that have maybe lost your moms, lost them and not have had a child, a chance to amend the relationship with your mom because it might have been estranged. I want to give you hope as well. Maybe you missed you miss your mom because she used to be your confidant. She used to be the one that you go to when you were distressed and seeking guidance and counsel. I want to just encourage you too that your mother probably has prayed into your future long before you she you even knew about this day. Because that's what mothers do. We don't only pray for the now. The prayers go beyond this realm. And so I, I want to encourage you, dear listener, that's missing your mom, that knows what your mom did for you and is maybe in mourning at the moment to know that your mother's prayers are still with you. I have no doubt about that because that's, that is what the power of the world, of, of our praise carry. So dear um, listeners, I continue to encourage you. I continue to give you hope in terms of the strength that you have as a mother. I would continue to give you hope in terms of the blessing that you can bestow over your children and as a child that might be not sure what the future is holding for you, that 
your mother and your mother might not be with you, that you know that that blessing still continues to be with you today. I can tell you, I know that my grandmother prayed for me. I know that there are certain things that she prayed over me. Um, the indicators were there when she was alive, but I'm even so much more aware of it today. And I'm going to end it here this evening. By now, um, just saying a closing prayer and then playing out with two songs, especially about um, the gift that mothers give us and then also a song, Supermarket Flowers by Ed Sheeran. Um, for those that might have lost their moms and missed them today. And so I pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A mother wraps her love around the heart of her child, keeping each beat steady to the rhythm of life until wings take shape and it's time for the soul to take flight. Father God, I thank you for the precious gift that you've given us through the grace of motherhood. Please bless those, uh, the listeners this evening, that are struggling in their role as mothers, in whatever way, Lord, whether it's struggling to keep, to, 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 to keep the responsibility um, of the, fulfill the responsibilities, Lord, to put food on the table, or to care for their children because of their failing health, or because they're struggling in a, a challenging relationship. Be with them, Father God. Give them the strength, Lord. Father, clothe them in strength and dignity, Lord. Walk this journey with them, Lord, so that they know they can hold their head high because they do not fear what the future holds because you are in control. Help our mothers, Lord, to speak words of kindness over their children. Help them with wise counsel so that when they speak into their children's lives, it is interceded by the Holy Spirit and not their own will. Thank you, Father God, for this precious gift of mothers. Bless all the mothers listening to this program right now. Amen. And so, dear listeners, I would like to wish you well for the week ahead. May God bless you until we meet again next time. Good night.
I took the supermarket flowers from the windowsill I threw the day-old tea from the cup Packed up the photo album Matthew had made Memories of a life that's been loved Took the Garrett Wilson cars and stuffed animals Put the old ginger beer down the sink Dad always told me don't you cry when you're down But mum there's a tear every time that I blink pieces it's tearing me up but i know a heart that's broke is a heart that's been loved so i'll sing hallelujah you were an angel in the shape of my mom when i fell down you'd be there holding me up spread your wings as you go when God takes you back, he'll say hallelujah, you're home. I fluffed the pillows, made the bed, stacked the chairs up, folded your nightgowns neatly in a case. John said he'd drive, then put his hand on my cheek And wiped a tear from the side of my face And I hope that I see the world as you did Cause I know a life with love is a life that's been lived So I'll sing hallelujah You were an angel in the shape of my mom your wings as you go and when God takes you back you'll say hallelujah To see the person I have become Spread your wings and I know That when God took you back He said hallelujah, you're home